Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hello everyone, welcome to today's podcast episode. Today we're going to be discussing the nature of healing. Now there's a certain nature to healing, a, a sort of natural intelligence that exists collectively and within each person. And some would call this force God or the universe. So it's an intelligence that connects all of us and naturally it's going to repair what is broken and heal what needs healing. Now this intelligence is much in the way our body naturally will repair, let's say a cut on the body or a broken leg. Naturally, we need to give ourselves the environment, let's say a band-aid or a cast to heal uh, itself. Ultimately, the intelligence of the body naturally will heal itself. And the same too goes for our spirit, our psyche, our sense of self. Now, this intelligence does not necessarily need our input. It doesn't need our control. It doesn't need our direction. Uh, it does, however, need, require several things from us, which include permission to operate in our lives, surrender to this healing process, and the environment, the safety, and the compassion for ourselves in order for this intelligence, this healing intelligence, to do its work, to do its part to heal our wounds. So in today's podcast episode, I want to discuss the nature of this healing intelligence and what our role is, how we can join forces with this healing intelligence in order to use it to heal our psychological, emotional, and spiritual ailments. Firstly, the nature of healing is that healing can only happen if we allow, if we give permission to this healing intelligence. So we, at any moment, can decide to allow or not to allow this healing intelligence in our lives. No one can choose it for us. We must choose to allow it ourselves. Now, without realizing it, many of us are not actually allowing the intelligence, this our higher self for this, this healing intelligence to do its thing. We actually defend against it or prevent it from uh, or giving it permission to actually implement itself in our lives. And ultimately, ultimately as a result, we resist and we prevent healing. And some of the ways in which we prevent this healing uh, energy, this healing intelligence to do its part in our lives are by doubting it, uh, a lack of trust in this intelligence, a lack of surrender to it, or maybe not listening to its intuitive guidance as to what we need to do, what our role is in healing. So based on this, it's important that we learn about the relationship we have with this universal healing energy so that we ultimately can do our part to assure that the healing happens as swiftly, as smoothly uh, as possible, and we can allow the flow of this healing energy, of this healing intelligence throughout our lives for healing purposes. Now, arguably the most important part of healing is 
trusting, letting go, and surrendering in the present moment. Now, the present moment is where this healing intelligence exists. It exists in the present moment. So it is how we connect with and access this healing energy by being present in the moment. So when we are present, when we get present in the moment, when we let go of our ego identifications, our, our defense mechanisms, let's say we let go of our fears, our doubts, uh, and when we ultimately trust and surrender to the unknown of the present moment, this immediately puts us in direct contact, in direct flow with this healing energy, and thus its magic can ultimately uh, flow and work in our lives. Now, in many ways, healing is not necessarily something that you do, but rather something that happens as a result of simply being, being present, right? And we allow this to happen um, when we join life and we allow life to be lived through us. So in other words, you cannot heal from the sidelines, right? You can't heal by thinking about healing. You can't heal by understanding what you need to do or understanding how healing works. Rather, being in the thick and thin of life struggles and being in the present moment, right? Being with your emotions and in each moment, with each struggle, with each, let's say, trigger, you're able to shift in each moment from a fear, guilt, shame, victim, or reactive way of being into a present moment, loving, abundant, compassionate, and happy state of consciousness. Right. So life itself is part of healing, right? Life is, in essence, a healing journey. And like I said, it doesn't happen separately, like on the sidelines. We really have to be part of life if we want to heal. We have to live life. So when we are being present in the moment, when we're living life, when we surrender to life, in other words, when we let go and trust the unknown in the present moment, we also trust that absolutely nothing is random and that everything that happens every experience regardless of let's say how random they appear or how uncomfortable they are they are meticulously designed by this higher self by this intelligence this healing intelligence to bring us closer to ourselves right closer to our sense of self authentic self closer to let's say the pain and the wounds of the self that need our attention for healing in addition when it comes to the nature of healing Healing is not something that we do once and then we're done, right? It's it's something that we often have to revisit again and again until we have fully evolved out of old, outdated ways of being. And sometimes, let's say we think we've healed, right? And then we get triggered all over again. We get hit with the same experience and we think, well, you know, we're not moving forward. It's the same experience again. You know, this experience is usually maybe it's a similar experience, but ultimately it's an awakening of, let's say, a similar wound, but on a deeper level that uh, we need to uh, we need to heal on, let's say, a, a deeper level to create more, more of a sense of wholeness and, and a deeper level of healing inwardly. In addition, to heal is to break through, right? It's a shift. So in other words, it's not linear. It's not a straight line. And, you know, we hear the expression healing is not linear. And, and the truth is, is that healing is a process of habits that eventually lead to a breakthrough or a quantum leap, right? And what this means is that we wanna develop habits, we wanna develop practices continuously, and even though they're small habits, if they're in the present moment and we continuously to make them our natural habit, eventually these habits are gonna create enough momentum where we're gonna break through and from out old, outdated ways of being, of doing things, into a new way of being, into a new higher state of consciousness. 
So a breakthrough can happen in a relatively short period of time, maybe even seconds. But in order to get to the breakthrough, it's the habits that we develop beforehand that ultimately lead up to this breakthrough. So what seems oftentimes like our breakthroughs are random, right? We're looking for that quantum leap. We're looking for that healthy lifestyle. We're looking for that, 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 that realization of who we truly are, that, that experience of unconditional love, right? It can seem random when it does happen, or maybe it's taking a long time to actually happen, but it's naturally going to happen. It, it, the, the nature of healing is, is that if you develop these habits, eventually you will break through, right? And you can't necessarily predict when the shift into this new way of consciousness this new way of being uh, will happen. But when it does happen, you are suddenly living in a way where you previously thought difficult or even unimaginable. And when it does happen, you know it happens. You can feel it. Suddenly your perspective's changed. Suddenly you, uh, you feel more whole, more peaceful. And very often the shift, this breakthrough that, we dis that we're discussing happens after a profound breakdown. And a breakdown is essentially, uh, in, in, in practicality, could be anything from a, a job loss or a relationship ending or, or traumatic experience where the old, outdated ways of being are no longer uh, usable and ultimately we're forced to, dis, uh, to learn about a new way of being. And in this learning, we can find a way that's much more sustainable, much more healthy, and ultimately much more uh, aligning with who we truly are and, and where we're really, what we really want out of life. So the aforementioned healing intelligence, right? It cannot fully flow into our lives unless we are going to offer it the environment where it feels safe, calm, and accepted. Uh, you might want to imagine this intelligence as a small, innocent child, right? In order for this, the, the intuition, this, this higher self, this, this healing intelligence, which is very childlike, it's playful, it's innocent, it's unconditionally loving, forgiving, it's compassionate. In order for it to express itself, we need to assure that it has the safety, the compassion, and um, and that ultimately we are paying attention and listening to this intelligence or else it will not continue to be a primary voice in our lives. It's, not, it's no longer going to, going, to, going, to, going to be guiding us, going to be healing us. So if we are creating an environment for ourselves, whether it's judging, judgmentalness, uh, we're judging ourselves, we're, we're shaming ourselves, we're shaming our inner child, our flaws, our perceived flaws. And ultimately, if we are in denial of our own humanity, of our own innocence, then we're not in a position to be guided by this intelligence. And ultimately, it's not going to, it's not going to bring us the healing we're looking for. Next point is that healing is transformative. Right? When you go on a healing journey, you are truly becoming a new person. Right, You are not the same person who you were. So if you are tightly attached to the person that you have been and to the role you've played or the identity that you've built for yourself to survive, and you're going to have a very difficult time committing to the person you want to become because you cannot be the person you were and ultimately become the person you want to become. Right. So trauma oftentimes turns us into somebody that we are not, right? Into an identity that we built in order to survive, let's say a pseudo self or a false self. Uh, now this identity, while it served us in survival, it cannot serve us when we are healing and we are, when we are looking to become whole. So unless we have the courage to let go and break up with the, the, the old versions of ourself and ultimately the lies that we have bought into, then we are going to be stuck reenacting these old programs and old versions of ourself, and uh, we really aren't going to have the ability to shift into our authentic self. 
Now, a very important point regarding healing is that you are in healing in essence is recreating yourself into someone that you want to be or that you choose to be instead of living your life as the person that trauma made you into, right? So it's important to understand that fundamentally we create ourselves and we make choices to identify with the person that we want to be, right? So when we are creating ourselves, when we are building ourselves up to who we want to be, uh, in essence, this is based on how you see yourself, what you think about yourself, your habits towards yourself, and what you decide to focus on. So we are always deciding who we are, right? We're, we're creating our future self, and this is created by, by us, by our decisions. So we can decide to create ourselves in alignment with who we actually are, right? Our true self, or we could develop a, let's say, false protective self, which is ultimately not who we are. It's disconnected from our authenticity. So the former, right, when we're choosing to, to, to live in alignment with our authenticity, with our present moment self, then it's going to bring us joy. It's going to bring us happiness, peace, uh, wholeness, and, and, uh, and healthy intimacy. Uh, the latter, like when, when we decide to build ourselves out of alignment, right, which usually happens as a result of trauma, as a result of survival or fear-based programming, it's going to bring suffering. It's going to bring chaos and, and, and heartache. So when we got traumatized, right, we built a sense of self that was disconnected from the from our authenticity in order to, let's say, protect ourselves from getting hurt, re-injured, and ultimately to survive. So healing has everything to do with deciding who you, who you are going to create yourself into and ultimately deciding to create that self in alignment with your authentic present moment self. And this is the self that is going to, by identifying with this self and, and building yourself in to uh, creating yourself, I should say, as authentic uh, you, uh, that is the self that's going to lead to healing. And ultimately, that is that allows us to come in contact, direct contact with the healing intelligence as, uh, as mentioned earlier. Furthermore, healing is often a very lonely journey. And this is often necessary because in order to explore our whole sense of self, who we truly are, uh, we need to be away from people or situations or things that uh, we derived an identity from. And this includes relationships relationships that gave us status or old friendships who are heavily tied to old versions of ourselves. So it's very hard to create yourself and, and decide who you are, right? Be your authentic self when an older version of ourselves is continuously being reinforced by those around us. So oftentimes what this higher intelligence, this healing intelligence will do is it'll isolate us so that we can truly find out who we are without any added pressures and influences. So in order that we can know who we truly are without any dependencies uh, or ego or fear-based attachments, sometimes we do have to be alone so we can, uh, we can truly let go of any biases or pressures towards being old versions of ourselves, and ultimately we can go through that grieving process of letting those false versions of ourselves uh, go and, and die in a sense so we can truly break through into our authentic present moment self. Now, living a life of healing, of abundance, of high vibrations, right, of growth, of wholeness, uh, and this sort, it's a very different lifestyle from living in fear, lack, right, as a victim, uh, fragmented or, or wounded. So, naturally speaking, you can't you can't have both, right? You can't live in one in one domain while also living in the other. So, we cannot get the healthy and abundant life we seek unless we have the courage and the willingness to let go of what we are attached to. Right, and what's what's keeping us stuck? Let's say habits or patterns or relationships or people or situations or identities that are 
based on fear and lack and, and, and guilt, things like that, we definitely need to find a way to, to let them go. Uh, these include people, relationships, habits, like I said, old, outdated versions of yourself, uh, let's say addictions and, and attachments of any sort. Now this lends to the popular quote by Hippocrates. He says, before you heal someone, ask him if he's willing to give up the very things that make him sick. So our ability to heal is directly correlated to our ability to have the courage to let go of negative core beliefs, right? Old programs, identities based on wounds, ways of operating, and, and habits that no longer serve us. And this can be very, very difficult, especially if all you know are those ways of being shifting into a different way of being and paradigm shifting into, into health, into wholeness, even though you know you want it, right? Intellectually, we may be aware that it's good for us. It's just so hard to let go of things that we've built our entire life around. And usually what a breakdown is, is the shattering of these old programs, beliefs, identities, which uh, can be very painful, but ultimately it can be freeing since it allows us to identify new ways of being ones that are much more serving of who we want to become. Now, when we are wounded, uh, we are naturally going to be fragmented. Right? So as a protective mechanism to not get hurt again, we often hold onto and defend our brokenness. So what we do is we hold on to our wounds and we defend against those wounds being activated or touched or even brought to the surface because we don't want to get hurt again. We don't want to feel the pain. And ultimately, we are going to remain tremendously stuck as a result. So in order for healing to happen, we must embrace breakdowns. We must embrace triggers because in essence, we need to break ourselves open completely so we can, uh, we can rebuild ourselves in health. So if we are defending against the pain, right? if we are holding on to our broken fragments of self and defending against breaking down completely, uh, we are resisting the necessary shattering that is needed in order to then rebuild ourselves into health. And, and as an example of this, uh, you may want to imagine a home that has a faulty foundation, right? Regardless how incredible the home is or how comfortable it is, it's continuously going to break down. We want to, in a sense, get to the foundation and, and uproot the foundation, right? Completely break it down, which seems like destruction, but ultimately so we can then build a foundation, you know, that we can then build a, a house that is sustainable. So similarly, we want to, in a sense, gut our old self and completely shatter any false foundations uh, so we can ultimately align the foundation with, with sustainable, healthy ways of operating. In so many instances, we resist breaking down and we say we stay stuck at, at a stage where we are suffering in our brokenness, so we're in pain, but we're also refusing to acknowledge the hurts and ultimately bring our wounds to the present moment to the, to the surface and open ourselves up for healing. So we metaphorically leave our wounds unhealed, which then creates spiritual, emotional, and psychological infections throughout our life. And when we hold on to our wounds, when we do not uh, get intimate with our wounds and allow our wounds to get activated and bring them to the surface and observe them with compassion, then ultimately we are defended. And if we are defended, then we are also, if we're trying to protect ourselves from getting hurt, we're also protecting ourselves from truly healing. Now, it's truly astonishing the things that people will do to avoid experiencing the pain of our wounds. And even if we know, like I said, we know that we need to bring our wounds to the light. We gotta feel the pain in order to heal them, right? In order to heal the wounds. We are going to defend against this experience in order to not re-experience our past. In many instances, we tell ourselves, you know, I'm gonna deny this experience. We do, we do it without even realizing it, hiding it from our conscious awareness in order to never have to experience pain of the past. It is, however, by defending against them that keeps them stuck and unhealed. So like a surgery, we need to have the courage to rip open our wounds and be intimate with them and risk 
the pain, right? Uh, this time, however, it is different, and we are we are in the safety of our own compassion and understanding, as well as the ability to build the skills we need to be there for ourselves, to heal ourselves. It's not childhood. You're not actually going through the experience again, because now you have help, you have resources, you are older, and you uh, you can learn ways to to deal with these wounds that will actually allow them to heal. We are no longer the helpless child we once were, and uh, therefore we don't need to defend against our wounds. Now, we cannot heal what we refuse to feel, right? You got to feel it, to heal it, right? So what we hide, what we deny, what we reject in shame only stays stuck, only stays broken. So only by having the courage to be present, right, and leaning into our wounds, being intimate with them, and truly learning about what we need to do to heal can we allow the healing intelligence mentioned earlier to run its course throughout our lives and heal at a core level. Now, healing is tricky because in so many ways it goes against the natural way of being our common sense or even our instinctive nature. See, naturally, when we stick our finger in a, on a stove and we recoil, which happens so quickly and it happens naturally because we know that the pain is a bad thing, something we want to avoid because our survival depends on not getting burned, right? So this mechanism is life-saving and life-affirming since if we didn't have it, we would simply just catch on fire and obviously die. So naturally, pain is a messenger to back away, get off, right? Get get away. It's something we need to protect us from 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 getting hurt continuously. Now, healing, on the other hand, is is different. It's actually being close with your pain, and it's being present with your your wounds. It's getting closer and closer to yourself and being intimate with the parts of ourselves that learned that intimacy and that our needs and that love are a metaphorical fire to be avoided. So if we want to heal, we need to, in essence, override the urge to run and escape uh, or to metaphorically recoil from the, from the fire, and we need, to, we need to stay with the pain. We need to courageously be with the fire, but in this instance, it's not destructive pain, as in the example of, of fire, which is definitely something we want to avoid, but in this instance, it is productive pain that comes hand-in-hand hand with integrating the wounded parts of ourselves. So it's not just pain, it's pain that we learn from, that we use as a messenger and a guide so we can understand what we need to do to ultimately heal. And when we do the things we need to do, and we sit with our pain, we process it, and we use it as, as an understanding of a message that we need to receive when we do hear that message and listen, uh, ultimately the pain dissipates. And this is why healing in many ways is so unnatural, it's so counterintuitive at times, because the very pain we run from is the pain we need to feel again and again until we work through it and reprocess it. So to conclude, the goal of healing is not to get somewhere, it's not to get something or to prove something, there's not an end goal in mind. And we wanna make sure we don't get attached to outcomes of healing because healing is very much about the journey and making the journey as meaningful and growth-inducing as possible. And of course, there is a goal, right? We do wanna to get to a place where we feel more whole, there's an inner peace, uh, inner equilibrium, healthy independence, and develop the skills to grow into our highest potential, right? Have healthy, intimate relationships, have a joyous life, have an abundant life. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, develop the skills needed to be in a healthy relationship, right? And radiate a frequency of joy, happiness, and peace. Now, that being said, our focus is not the outcome. Our focus is the process and allowing the process to unfold, which will naturally lead to the results that we are looking for. So the reward of a healing journey is intrinsic to the work that is being done. It's not separate. It's quite literally intrinsic to the very struggle. So by doing the work to become better inwardly, ultimately, because we are better inwardly, we attract better. 
So the work we put into ourselves, the more effort we put into being present, being non-reactive, being coming whole and integrating the child within into, into the healing work that we're doing, the more we're going to get out of it, right? So ultimately we get what we, we get out of it, what we put into it. So the nature of healing is that when we allow the pain to be felt, it is through that pain, it is through the growth that we experience from that pain that comes the peace, the joy, the happiness, the fulfillment, and the love that we are looking for. So to finish off, healing can be extremely confusing. There are a lot of nuances. So I hope this episode brought a little bit of clarity as to the nature of healing and helped you make peace with this process, which can be frustrating at times. It can bring up a lot of old pain. It can bring us to face-to-face in confronting certain parts of ourself that we have a very difficult time loving and accepting. But that being said, it is through the very pain and through the struggle of healing that we are able to come to a place of peace, joy, happiness, and fulfillment. And when you do reach that place, there is no doubt that everything you've gone through has purpose, has meaning, and ultimately it is very much worth it to continuously go through this process so you can arrive at that point because when you do it is so extremely worth it if you are interested in going on a healing journey with myself it would be an absolute honor to work with you directly feel free to reach out to me you can reach me by email my email is yitz y-i-t-z at magnoliahealingcenter.com my phone 818-210-6049 thank you all so very much for listening to today's podcast episode until next time all the very best